Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, it's Leslie Lois Unfiltered uh, again with a with a lot to unpack in this episode because it was the finale of The Bachelor and then the after the rose after the final rose uh, segment was on as well, and so uh, of course I have my friend Jasmine who has been watching like a diehard like I always have too as well. And I was just saying to you, I'm like, there's a lot to unpack in this in what happened last night. There is a lot, and there's so many layers that I'm not even sure that just us two could figure it out or get through all of it. But there is a lot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have a, so I have a lot to say, <laughs> but first let's like kind of go back uh, about what w- what happened with everything. So Matt says he was all in with both women. That's how he kind of started the, the the show off, right? And then we meet his mom and his brother. And oh my gosh, I saw a meme and they showed like the side of his brother, and literally like it looks so much like Matt. He looks so much like Matt. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, and so he tells them that, um, you know, that he knows he's been very closed off with women in the past and his mom actually loves how he's talking. She said he's very animated in how he's talking about the two women. And I think that really made her happy, but she still thinks it's a long shot that he's going to get engaged. And as the night goes on, I started to think of myself, yeah, I I can totally see where she's coming from. Like, I don't like the way that she speaks so negatively. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And, um, you know, we'll address it afterwards. But the way that she, in my opinion, she kind of manipulates the situation a little bit to the, to the point where Matt starts to get into his head a little bit. So obviously we'll talk about that. But the way that she does, it's very, like, knee-jerk reaction. It's a very weird way that she approaches conversation. Oh, my so God. Sure that I'm a big fan of her anyway. Yeah, it was weird. Now, now his brother, you know, really hasn't seen Matt in a serious relationship before. And I, you can tell he wants to be open-minded, but you, he's basic. I, you can tell he doesn't have a lot of faith in this and how this may play out. But I like that he at least had an open mind going into it. And then uh, Michelle is up first, uh, and I really have got, gotten to really like Michelle. And she talks with his mom, actually with our brother first, I believe. Um, and he kind of grills her uh, a little bit, which he should, and asked what, what are the qualities that Matt has, you know. And she, she's very open, which she always has been. And, uh, and, I, and then when she talks to her mom, I got a little emotion about, emotional about this because his mom asked her, you know, you come from – Obviously, she has parents that have been together a really long time. And his mom was like, I couldn't give him that whole family. And and I think she feels guilty about that because she said he would have go and seek out friends that really that had, a you know, both parents. And it was a very, I guess, I don't know if you say normal family because I don't think there is such a thing. But obviously, she feels really guilty about up bringing him up as a single mom kind of thing. Uh, did you get that? 
I don't know. Because I was trying to figure it out last night. I probably should just Google it, but she's wearing a ring on both of her ring fingers. So I'm not sure if, I mean, I know some people do that, but I started to think, like, did he go his whole life without some sort of, like, primary father figure? Like, I didn't know if she was remarried or not, because she did sound a little bit guilty. Like, Matt didn't have that support um, in that sense. So, um, but I also think watching this season and looking at their relationship that I think, you know, I only in the last couple episodes have they really brought up Matt's committal issues, if you will, Uh but it seems like something, it seems like a common conversation between his mom and him. Like, I feel like she's enabled the conversation his entire life. So I feel like there's a lot more to just her feeling guilty. Like, I, I think she feels so guilty that she has to bring it up so often, and that's why it's been I do believe that he really, in the beginning of this whole process, I think he thought in his mind, uh, he kind of pictured what this would end up being. And I think he thought he could, you know, it would work out and that he would be able to get past his commitment issues and stuff. I really do think he thought that. But as the season goes on, we start to see him question it. And of course, to last night's episode, we really see see that. And I thought it was really interesting that when he was talking to his mom about Michelle, he said, yeah, I really like Michelle, and he said... Oh, my gosh, it's I, so weird. You don't tell someone... You don't say, I like someone when you're about to get down on one knee. I mean, of course you like them, but I'm looking for a little bit more of the nitty-gritty. Right when he said that, right away, that was a red flag for me. And then he said... Then he said he's falling in love with her, but I, I right there, I was like, oh, dude, I don't think you're ready for any engagement, no matter who you pick, which, you, you know, so many of us already kind of knew... It's played out. It's been so, like, open. I feel this season more than ever, probably because of all the controversy. I feel like we know so much more. Like, there's not a lot of people, I feel, if you watch the show, that are in the dark about what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And I think that you're right. It's just because of the controversy that's come up. Like, that's the only reason that we know kind of how this would end. But um, I agree with you that I'm like, okay, you seem a little bit wishy-washy, but, like, out the gate, you don't just say, oh, yeah, I like them. Like, they're, they're okay. They're good. Like, yeah. that's basically the vibe that I got from that. Yeah, because in the past, the Bachelor and or the Bachelorette, at this point, have either, they you know, kind of, they, they've already kind of said they're in love, or, you know right. what I mean? Or they're in love with two different people. But, yeah, when he, yeah I was like, oh, boy, here, you know, like, no, wow. Matt's response is, And we'll talk about that because that was there was a hilarious thing that came up later uh, with that phrase. <laughs> oh my gosh. So uh, the family actually, though, really did like Michelle, which I mean, what's not to like? I think she's really has her head together and her her shit yeah. together. <laughs> and, no kidding, yeah. And now uh, Rachel is up next. Now, the one thing with Rachel that I've noticed is she's like, like seems desperately in love with him because she's just like I don't know how it could go you know when she talks about if if he they couldn't go on a future she doesn't know if she, you know how she could do that without him um and that's something that did stand out to me and she talked about it a little bit you know to us before she went and met his family 
And um, his brother noticed right away that he's seen a different side of Matt, and it actually makes him happy. And he had some questions for Rachel, kind of the same thing he did with with Michelle. And I mean, both of them answered, you know, great about that. And then again, the talk with his mom. <laughs> yeah, I think like I was already getting a pretty good vibe when Rachel stepped in, and his brother was like, "Yep, I can see a. Comp- I've never seen this Matt before. He's a completely different person. I see that he's happy." And like when Rachel had the conversation with his mom, you know. Rachel was getting emotional about their relationship in a good way, in a positive way, and that was kind of like something they had bonded over, whereas when Michelle met with his mom, it was kind of like Patty was crying because she felt guilty about his upbringing. Like, it felt very one-sided for Michelle and his mom, whereas Rachel and his mom and the whole family just kind of clicked. Yes, I agree with that. And the one thing I thought was also interesting is kind of the thing when he wrapped it up with with Rachel and stuff, we don't hear anything about how he actually feels about her. You know what I mean? Like he said something to his mom, you know, and then said he is falling in love with her, but he, we don't see him doing any of that with Rachel. Cause I think maybe he might've said something like, well, I'm already in love with her or I, you know what I mean? Like he, he right, or plans for a proposal or something to his mom and brother. Yes. Uh, and, and, he then tells us after after uh, Rachel leaves and stuff that suddenly he said he's ready. He's ready for an engagement and marriage. And I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> and then he has this big heart to heart with his mom and brother. <laughs> and um, and they just don't want him to jump into a decision when he's not ready. And they reiterate that a number of times. And like you said, then his mom starts saying, uh, love isn't all the end all be all, you know. Oh, let's talk about how she said, I know they both love you, but feelings come and go. People fall in and out of love. And it's like um, anyone hopping into a relationship or marriage or, you know, the goal is marriage. You don't want to hear that from someone that people fall in and out of love. Like that's not what marriage and love is all about. You know, like I, it was a very weird conversation. Like, it almost felt like she was trying to talk him out of it. Yes. And, like, being married, it's not as great as it seems. Like, it's going to end anyways. Like, it was a very negative conversation that she initiated. Yeah, and I feel like she is pushing the issues she has had onto him. And so no wonder he is, like, questioning everything. Because I'm like, because I, I saw someone um, posted about this. They were like, and maybe they didn't show it but or something, but it's like, why didn't she come back and say, like, relationships and marriage is hard work? Like, yeah, you're like, sometimes you can fall out of love with somebody, but you have to work on your relationship. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just because I was just like, what? That's it? <laughs> like, no, I, I'm a big advocate of, like, I know a lot of people say, oh, relationships are 50-50. I think relationships are 100-100. You know, you are both supposed to be giving it the best that you have, um, you know, my fiance and I were just talking about things um, a couple days ago about how, you know, you, let's say you have this cup, right? And you pour this cup out for other people and you go to work and you have frustrations and then you, you go to the grocery store and you have frustrations and then you come home and your, your cup is empty and like you can't give that empty cup to your partner. You know, you have to keep it full and make sure that you're both at that same place. And it just kind of felt like, you know, his mom 
was like, well, this is it, and you're not really ready, and I know that you're not ready, and this is why you're not ready. Like, it, kind of, it kind of felt like she decided it for him, but in a very, like, sneaky way. Yeah, because what she ended up doing was take him back to uh, when his dad was not ready for marriage. And he, I think he, it sounds like they, maybe he, I don't know what happened. I don't know if they ended up get, getting married or like he, that's when he freaked out and ran, ran was uh, when they were supposed to get married or something. I'm not sure, but whatever it was, he like, that's where he went back to. And all that doubt came flooding right back in after he actually had done some work to kind of move past that. It just, it's like, it's all out the window. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of, um, and I don't think, I'm trying to remember if it was, um, not Brie, but it was one of the other girls who she felt super confident about her relationship. I can't, I can't believe I can't remember her name. She felt super confident and they had a great date and then they went to go meet her family. And when Matt left, she just completely broke down because her parents or her mom was like, no, I just don't think this is the right guy for you. And and she broke down and was like, oh, my gosh, you're completely right. Like, this is not it for me. Oh. And it, it kind of feels like, what, what was her name? I cannot Serena. Wasn't it Serena? Like. Was it Serena? Yes, I think it was Serena, yes. It feels like that all over again. Like, all of a sudden, we see that they're in love. We see that they had a great day. And then they go talk to their parents. And their, their mindset's completely different. It's not even the same person. Yeah, and I mean, I could, I could understand uh, his mom and stuff questioning whether he was ready for like a engagement that soon. But you would think she would have at least encouraged him, though, to go like you know to follow where he, you know who he's really in love with, and maybe not get engaged, but talk about yeah, why don't you got you don't have to get married, but you guys could you know, go out of here and start a relationship and, and then maybe down the road get married. But she right. was just so negative about love altogether. <laughs> yeah, no, she was. And it was, like, matter of fact. I mean, it was like she was a robot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was, like, no emotion whatsoever with her other than when she was talking about, like, kind of her guilt about Matt's upbringing. And she has to know that her words are the, probably the most impactful to him. Like, he yeah. looks up to her so much. And so... Her saying that, I mean, he took that all really to heart. Mm, yeah, I have to have a conversation with Chris about him doubting if this was, like, the commitment he wanted to make. I know, and it's so funny. The memes that are coming out <laughs> are like... so far is Chris showing up to talk to Matt, and Matt's like, I'm not ready for an engagement. And the picture of Chris says, well, that's what we hired you for. <laughs> yes. And Matt says... But my mommy says no. And it's so <laughs> funny. I don't mean, I mean, it's probably insensitive, but it's so funny because that's what it feels like to viewers. Like, it feels like his mom came in and said no, and Matt's like, okay, no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then by the end of the conversation with Chris, he's like, well, I mean, I just want to keep an open mind, you know, in the next couple of days. It's like, uh, uh. I think if you're not ready now, you're probably not going to be ready to get down on one knee in 48 hours. I know. So, <laughs> Wow. So then he spends the day with Michelle and they rappel down the side of a building, which I don't think either of them had done. So I, th I thought that would really um, 
pull them together and stuff. When they were on the roof, actually, they he he showed her there was a little heart thing in the middle of uh, this road or something, and it had it had red flags around it. And I saw another meme that said Michelle should have seen the red flags. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> because so you know it looked like it seemed like everything was going really well and he has not let on at all exactly like where he has been with Michelle except for that he says he's falling in love with her. So they so as he's going to her her place he has all this doubt in his head and stuff and he's he's like dreading going over to their to her place. And she has no clue. I felt this was so awkward and I felt so bad for her because he comes over and they're talking and she pours her heart out to him. And then she gives him those that gifts So she says she's looking for a teammate. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's so cringeworthy. I feel my heart just breaking because the second she brought out the first gift, because there's two gifts. The first gift was a jersey for him that said uh, Mr. James. And he pulled it out and you could just see his face drop and you knew that was the moment that he had decided it wasn't like he wasn't really about this so i can just feel my heart breaking all over again because it's so uncomfortable oh yeah and then the second gift is another jersey that says mrs james number two oh jeez and then like what do you do i kind of was joking it was like pretending to be Matt. I was like, hey, can I borrow this? Because I'm going to go give it to Rachel. Like, I've known for a while that he was going to probably ask Rachel. Like, Rachel was going to be the one at the end. They just have this vibe. And so, it's just like, that whole conversation with Michelle was so uncomfortable. But, I mean, poor Michelle. I know. Because he's, he, then he tells her, he's like, he, he shouldn't be having doubts, but he said, it's, he said it would be easier for him to tell her what she wants to hear. But he can't do that. And she's like, well, give me clarification on where you're at. Like, am I supposed to fight for you? Do I not fight for you? And well, it's weird because he says, like, I just am not, I'm having a lot of doubts and I'm just not really sure where my head's at. And all of a sudden, this is where you can tell the real parts versus the parts that are, you know, shot by the, um, the people who are, you know, shooting The Bachelor. All of a sudden, Michelle just leans forward and she goes, Tell me exactly where your head's at. Like, tell me exactly what is happening right now because it almost sounded like he was dancing around the, I don't think I can do this. I'm not, I, I can't go any further. But he wasn't saying it. Yes. So you could tell she was getting, like, frustrated and she was just like, just tell me. Like, stop dancing around the subject, which is what he was doing. Yeah, and he finally was like, I don't think I can get there with you. <laughs> oh, my God. It's rough. Oh my gosh! When yeah, and then and then he just kind of like soon, like soon after that, at least that the way they edited it was, he pretty much got up and left. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. He like just they walked to the door. She gave him like a little hug, and then he he walked out the door, and that was it. And there was not like a goodbye, like a closure, not like a hey, can I walk you out? Like that was it. It was just a hug and bye. I know, and we find out later like how hard it hit her, um, but of course they don't show that in the moment. Instead, they show they show Matt, you know, walking out, and he's really upset, and he's just goes he's sitting outside of the hotel and he's crying. And of course, Chris comes over. I'm sure he's like, "How am I going to salvage this?" <laughs> no kidding. 
<laughs> it's so funny because in that moment when I was just like, cause I was just, I knew that was coming. I didn't know how that, how cringeworthy it was going to be. But literally in that moment, I wrote a little note to myself and I said, Oh my God, Matt has the best manicured hands I've seen on a man. Because they kept showing, because he was sitting, and you he has very large hands. And I was like, I've noticed it throughout the season, but I was like, gosh darn, he's got great manicured hands. He does, he's just a very clean cut dude, you know, which is why when he showed up in the beard last episode, <laughs> I was like, what is going on? This is not the Matt James that I've watched for weeks. I know, it was just, oh my God. And so Chris was like... Uh, what do you want to do now? <laughs> like, what's next? And he's just like, I just need some time. And basically walks off. And he's supposed to have a date with Rachel the next day. And I felt really bad for her, too, because, you know, she's all excited. And she gets a knock on the door. And it's Chris. And she was like, hi, like, so excited to see him. And <laughs> and he had to awkwardly be like. She was just let down, like, oh. completely and totally blindsided. And then Chris was just like, hey, there's not going to be a date today. <laughs> Bye. Like, that was the conversation, and then we just left with Rachel sitting in her room. And, like, how many days did she wait? What was going on in her head? I, I would be so distraught. I know. And so, like, the, I, well, uh, they make it look like it was the next day, and I we don't know. It could have been, like, I don't know how much more time he suddenly needed because the next time we see him – um. And this has made me laugh. He gets in. The, there's a knock at the door, and it's Nathan Lane to show him rings. And I'm like, "What the hell?" <laughs> I know. I think if you're not ready to propose, which is kind of where we left off at, right? Like we were like, "He's not going to propose. Whatever happens, he's just not going to do it." They still bring in the diamond rings for him to choose, which I find very strange. I kind of like not a loud laugh, but I kind of went, "Huh." When I saw him, because I'm like, of course he's there. I'm sure it's in the contract that he has to be on and show some diamonds so he gets a payoff. You know what I mean? Like, he, that's probably a contractual thing. Um, oh, yeah, that's part of their partnership. You're probably right. I didn't even think about that. You're, you're probably right, which makes sense because, you know, they've promised him so much airtime or they've promised him, you know, hey, you can come on and show rings. Like, your rings will be a big part of the Bachelor franchise. So you're probably right. I didn't even think about that. Oh, yeah. I totally was like, they probably went to Matt saying, look, you may not be ready, but you need to look, we need to have him on and you need to, so we you need to, to look at all the rings that he shows you. Yeah, otherwise they'd be in breach of contract, I'm sure. That's what I was thinking. And you and I uh, have worked in, worked in media, so we understand about those type of contracts. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, they're, like, binding. Like, you, you sell your firstborn, basically. <laughs> yeah, so I thought it was kind of funny. And I, and, and I love how when he's, like, looking at these rings and he goes, oh, maybe this will make me feel differently or something. And he actually he picks out his favorite ring and goes, I'm going to hold on to this. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he says something about like when he when he. I mean, this is a little bit forward a bit, but when he ends up meeting Rachel that next day, he tells Chris, "Well, I think I'll just know when I see her." And the whole time, I'm thinking, "You should know already." I mean, you have a ring in your pocket, like <laughs> just because you're holding a ring in your hand, just because you see her walking down a long stretch of land, like that doesn't mean you're gonna know automatically, especially if you've been on the fence for so long. Like, I, I don't know what's going on in his head. I know. And then, 
And then they show Rachel in her, her hotel room, and there's a note slid under the door that says, uh, you deserve answers. Meet me at the lake. I'm like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> I know. The whole thing was set up so weird. And when they showed up at the lake, there's not even like a setup. So I'm like, oh, this is totally ghetto. This is like <laughs> off the books. Bachelor didn't even set up like a cute little proposal set like they normally do. I don't know what's going to happen. Like the whole thing was just very strange to me. <laughs> not it- normal. <laughs> and then, I mean, he tells Chris that he actually does love Rachel and that, yeah, like you said, he'll know what to do when he sees her. And I'm thinking, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. We all know how this is going to end. I know. But then he basically tells Rachel, after she knows she pours her heart out to him, he said that basically, again, he could tell her what she wanted to hear and make her super happy and propose to her. But he's not ready for it. But he doesn't want to lose her either. Like I and I totally get that. Like I mean, this the, it happens in such a short period of time, and that's happened before, where they have not proposed but said, "You you're the one I pick going forward." So I totally get that. Like you know that they're gonna be together, and he gives her the final rose. So I mean, she's thrilled because she just wants to make sure that she's with him. Yeah, I mean, and she had a really beautiful way of saying that. Like though she was very upset that she couldn't spend the day with him and they kind of left it on that note that like he is her person and when he's hurting she's hurting and that was what killed her the most and she said it so eloquently it was so beautifully put that you know she must have thought a lot about what she was going to say and I'm not even sure that I mean I like to think that I can speak pretty well but I think that in that position I would have been all over the place just like a blubbering baby and like chaotic and the fact that she was so graceful, I mean, it was really nice. I would, I would love to know in the, in those type of moments at the the final scenes and stuff if they have to do a retake. Like, you know, was she bawling her eyes out before and said, "Hold on, can we redo this?" <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, probably considering the fact that the Bachelor didn't show us a lot of those, you know, behind the scenes or like, you know, weird little snippets. So I wouldn't be surprised if they had to reshoot it. I know. So then we get to them, uh, like, pretty, even more emotional was the After the Rose, the Final Rose um, show, which I have to say, Emmanuel, uh, is it Acho? I think that's how. I don't know how to, I don't know, I don't know his last name, I don't know how to say it. I, I actually, I really, I didn't know who he was, I just knew he was a former football player. I, I really liked him, like, I thought he did an excellent job. I thought that he uh, asked the right questions that a lot of us were wanting to know, that I was surprised, actually, that he asked. Um, but first of all, Michelle comes out, uh, and I'm, I'm so glad that she came out and really, she's always been so open about her feelings and stuff. And she, she talked about how, uh, how devastated she was. She, like, crumbled after he left and it make and and then she said she had asked if she could have just two minutes with Matt, and she's like it wasn't to like try to win him back or anything. She needed closure, and so obviously she must have said something to the producers. And so I I mean Matt knew because we you know Matt will come out and talk about that, but she said he said no that he would not come and talk to her, and I thought I was like wow she deserved that. I thought that was kind of a jerk thing to do. Yeah, I think that he was probably feeling some sort of guilt or regret, and which leads me to, uh, like, lots of feelings about Matt James. You know, at the 
beginning, I was really excited with Matt because, you know, he opened everyone up in prayer. He seemed really thoughtful and his intentions were in the right place. And just kind of as the show has gone on, I think there are some things about him that I don't necessarily agree with just because, um, he, I mean, we talked about this before. He kind of just seemed like he adopted some of the previous Bachelor, like, sayings. <laughs> and he just kind of was turned into this carbon copy of things that we didn't want. And so for him to be on the show, I think he should have accepted, like, yeah, I'm going to break some hearts. And if there needs to be some closure, like, I, I probably, th- those women probably deserve it, you know? So that was a little bit frustrating for me to hear. But, you know, Michelle came back with, like, you know, as powerful and uh-huh. independent and wonderful as ever. So, I mean, maybe it was a good thing for her. I don't know. I mean, I, and yeah, because then Matt comes out, and I'm so glad that she was just like, confronted him about not giving her the two minutes. And I mean, basically, all he could say was, I'm really sorry, I didn't realize. And, and maybe they just, maybe it was conveyed to him that, hey, Michelle would like to just quick talk to you. And did not convey that she literally is crumbling on the floor, crying hysterically, and just wants to talk to you, whatever. And, I mean... Yeah, and, and there's a way for us to know what really happened, but I guess on one on one side of it, like, for him to not realize how hurt she was is kind of weird, but at the same time, you're right, we don't know what was said between those conversations at all, so we can't assume. Right, and then in Michelle fashion, I love her so much because she did tell him, you know, she's like this. She's I put this past me, like she, you know, so she wasn't, she didn't move on because she didn't get closure from him, even though she wanted it. She's like, this is I've moved past this at this point, but she did tell him some things he could learn. (laughs) Like she goes, I'm like basically, I'm glad you uh, have learned to kiss with your eyes closed, which was hilarious. And maybe you could use a different phrase than what was it? Um, thank you for thank sharing, you for that. sharing that. <laughs> I burst out loud laughing at that. <laughs> Me too. I'm like, way to clap back, seriously, because I don't think, I mean, nobody's perfect, but I definitely think like that was her moment to shine and to get that final closure that she needs, you know? So uh-huh. good for her for stepping up. Oh, that was really funny. Uh, yeah, I really appreciated that. And then things got uh, serious, and it gets even more serious, is both, uh, it's just Emmanuel and Matt that talk. And I have to say, like, I was super into that conversation. I thought it was really raw and really enlightening for me. Like, I really respected both of them and stuff, and I was, you know, and, and it actually, I learned some stuff, and I thought, wow, this is really good we don't normally see this kind of stuff on a show like that well i think that they put the perfect person to host in place of chris harrison because of the fact that his web series i mean literally states uncomfortable conversations that's right with a black man but the fact that he was so brutally like honest and open and transparent throughout the entire thing. I mean, whereas as I appreciate Chris Harrison, you know, he has this father, fatherly figure and like bro relationship with the men and women. Um, it's all very comfortable and safe. And I think that maybe what this franchise needed was a little bit like of a kick to the gut just because it had to be uncomfortable for us to grow from 
wanted to move from it and for them to kind of get their credibility and just hit the ground running for the next season. But it was a very raw conversation. Like, I was extremely surprised at how raw it was. Yes, I know, and he kept on asking the really tough questions that I was like, wow, I, he's going there. And I appreciated right. that he was going there. And, uh, and, and, you know, I think Matt maybe also put almost, because uh, I think at one point Emmanuel talked about internal pressure as being the first black bachelor. And I, I totally got that. Like, I think that Matt probably put more stress on himself um, internally because, he felt like he had to, you know, prove something as being the first black uh, bachelor. Yeah, which is like you can't force someone to not feel that way. But at the same time, I don't. I truly believe that with in light of everything that's been going on, the Bachelor franchise, you know, wanted to put someone in place that was going to be a good fit. And I don't think they meant to put Matt in that position. I think it was on him to kind of take on that role to take on the weight of everything. Yeah. Um, but that does, you know because that kind of, I think, altered a part of his, his journey and his process. Yeah, I agree. And then, of course, then all the whole controversy with Rachel came up. And, and before she came out, I mean, he was, Emmanuel asked him about when he found out about it, you know, uh, are him and Rachel still together? And, uh, I mean, he, I, was like, I was like, wow, he's really asking these tough questions. And he said it kind of started off that he heard rumors um, and he, but he didn't believe them. I was a little surprised that when the rumors started coming out that she did not say something to him right away because he almost made it sound like she really didn't address it until she addressed it publicly, like that she didn't talk to him about it before that. I, right, and I thought it was a photo on her Instagram or her socials. Like, that's not something that she could have hid, you know? So if it was a rumor, why... Why didn't they go, like, why didn't he go look it up? Why didn't she bring it up? I guess there's a lot of stuff that we don't know. Right. And he told us that, you know, they have broken up, um, which, uh, man, there's a lot of people that have a lot of opinions about that because he basically said, you know, she needs to kind of learn and educate herself. I can't help her with that. She needs to do that on her own. So I'm taking a step back. But a lot of people are like, but if this was your person, if this is the person you love, um, wouldn't you want to help her and teach her um, so she does learn? Wouldn't you want to be that person that's there for them? Like that was a question of, did you really love her that much? <laughs> Which goes yeah, back to... Coming... No, no, no. I totally agree. I think it's coming from a place where like, I can't relate to him on that sense because I'm... I'm... I'm white passing, so I, I couldn't even contribute to that conversation, but I think on the parts that I could contribute to, um, you know, for him being such a God-fearing man and really preaching about um, honesty and transparency, um, it is surprising to me that he wouldn't want to at least try and make it work. I mean, I mean, but again, I can't speak to the whole thing, too, because I can't really... I, I've never been in the his shoes. I know. So and I guess I was a, hard. It was a little surprising at how I don't know. I feel like he was very black and white about it so no, no no pun intended, but like he has said throughout the season especially with the mean girls that everybody makes mistakes and he is not perfect either. And so he was able to look past 
like when uh what's her name anna was it anna that called um britney a whore basically like and can ruin her life because of that and he's he like was like saying to her you know i don't think that's you and you know we all make mistakes but yet he doesn't seem to look at rachel in the same way with that which was surprised me a little bit right it feels like such a nitty-gritty process to meet your person the love of your life for you to go through all these challenges with each other just for him to say i i can't help you learn these things where from what i'm seeing it really sounds like she's she learned from her history and her you know mistake and she's trying to be better and do better and it feels like i feel like he could have maybe joined her you know and supported her in that journey maybe you're right he doesn't he didn't have to teach her to be that person you know because that's not what he signed up for but i feel like he still could have been by her side as she through it but again i can't really contribute a lot to that conversation because i'm not i'm not in his position right hard hard conversation to even have an opinion on you know yeah and that's the problem too i think a little bit with rachel is is that's where i think he could teach her because she doesn't know what it was it's like for him in his shoes with living in his shoes uh and i think that he could he put a lot of emphasis too on like them having kids and what it would be like for them growing up and I feel like that's a whole other layer to the conversation, you know? Like, if you're going to have kids with someone as just, like, a couple, you know, there are things that, you know, you and your partner are going to have to figure out and talk about and be on the same page about. So for him to assume that, oh, we were going to have kids and, and you know, what what's it going to be like for them growing up? Well, if Rachel, if that wasn't a conversation for them from the beginning, like, what conversations were they having? Because it seems like that's a big portion of what they should have been talking about, especially when they look towards the future, like having kids. Absolutely. Yeah, that was I, I saw that in some of the, the feeds of people uh, commenting about that. Like, why weren't they talking about some of this stuff earlier? Or di- did they not talk about it at all? It doesn't seem like they did. Right. In light of everything that's happened, too, you would think that it would be a big conversation because this was a big conversation when Tasia was Bachelorette. Like, this was a big part of our viewing experience was, you know, in light of everything that's happening and, you know, the racial injustice that's happening in the United States and all over the world. Like, it was a big conversation. So it's surprising to me that that wasn't even something that was touched on in this season. I agree with you on that. And then uh, and then they bring Rachel out first to talk bef- without Matt, you know. And, uh, I mean, I feel bad because, like, because she's on a national TV show, reality show, because I started to think about this. I'm like, was it wrong? Absolutely. Like, and I think that, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are uneducated. I admit, you know, that I'm very uneducated on a lot of stuff, you know, but um, I think it it bloomed into something huge because she's on a reality show, you know, if, right. and uh, I think it just made it so much worse because of that. You know, I'm... I, 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 I feel bad, even though I know she doesn't want to be a victim. Um, but I, you can see that like she's trying to learn. But I and I felt so bad because she said what hurt her the most. Um, I think was with the Matt thing was she knows that she's the reason he's hurting so much, and that's really tough for her. Like I think yeah, she's. Yeah, that would make me feel gross. <laughs> I know, and you can see it on her face when she's talking about it. 
that it does. And he just didn't seem to be like, he was like shut down. I felt like when, when, when he came back out with her, like you could tell he just was like, didn't, he was done. (laughs) Well, it's clear that he didn't have a lot to say, but at the same time, like I've always said too, that, you know, saying, saying, not saying anything at all said something like his silence was, almost louder than the few words that he did say it was almost like he was forced to be put in this position to talk with her and to you know bring up some old wounds and that he wasn't there for that you know he didn't want to be that spokesperson oh yeah and there was a lot of uncomfortable silence (laughs) oh Uh, yeah it (laughs) it was very weird Wow. And then at the end of their conversation, I mean, Emmanuel, I love like, he, again, he went there and so many and, and uh, was asked the uncomfortable questions, which I really respected him for. Um, and basically said, do you want to give this, you know, this might be the last time you two see each other or talk to each other. How about one last embrace? And, and he, Matt would not, he said, I can't do an embrace, basically. And I was like, oh, dang. Such a big, it's a bigger conversation than just love, you know? But, yes. I mean, it's naive of me to think that, like, love conquers all because there's there's so many injustices in the world, but really it's heartbreaking to watch them go through that, and I've always, not that I ever plan on becoming, like, famous or anything, but, you know, I grew up knowing that social media was forever and that <laughs> what you did would come back to haunt you if you did something bad. You know, I've read articles about um, actresses who didn't think that their career would take off and all of a sudden, you know, they're finished with their pilot, they're finished filming for the season and they have photos of them partying on a bar, you know, topless and that's a big scandal and it was prior to them even being an actress. Like, that's just something that when you go on reality TV or you're going to be put in the spotlight something your skeletons will come out even if you don't think they're skeletons like that's just a part of that life right it's just tragic all around (laughs) but but uh, but uh i also think though that matt was never going to be ready for an engagement and i don't think he's i think it's going to take a lot for him to be in a long-term committed relationship unless he gets some serious therapy about his commitment issues no, I agree. I think that not saying that he used this as an, another excuse because it's obviously, like I said, way bigger than that. But I think it made, made it easier for him to kind of bow out of the relationship um, just because he's like, yep, I knew I wasn't ready for this. I knew that I wasn't ready for like meeting my person. I just think that it kind of led up to that moment where we knew it was never going to end in an engagement, no matter who the woman was. I agree. Absolutely. So, so talk about transitioning from all that, like just heaviness, um, into like, and and again, Emmanuel, I thought Emmanuel did an outstanding job because he basically was like, uh, okay, let's like try to turn this around now coming up next. We're going to introduce the bachelorette. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. And I was excited for that announcement. That was really what I wanted to see. Now, did you, have you seen, did you kind of know already? Because, like, it, the, the news had spilled. Because they recorded this after the rose uh, ceremony, final rose. Like, I think it was a week ago or two weeks ago. Usually, it, it's supposed to be live. But they recorded it ahead of time. And so, it just leaked out everywhere what was happening with the big twist and everything. But for those living, I, go ahead. 
No, I was going to say, I definitely did not know that there was going to be two Bachelorettes announced. That was new to me. Um, I had a good feeling it was going to be... I, I had a feeling I knew who one of them was. The second person, I was kind of shocked, and I, I only think it's because, she, because she's really come into her own, and that she had a, a really good running theme during her time on The Bachelor. So... So the the two that came out, they introduced, you know, they brought him out. Like it, I love how straightforward it was. I will say with Chris, he tends to like drag it out, <laughs> and this time it was just like, all right, come on out, let's welcome Michelle and and Katie. <laughs> and that's just, I think, a newbie host for the Bachelor. He doesn't get how dramatic it happens. I was actually pleasantly surprised. I'm like, it was kind of refreshing just to come out and say it. Um, And so I'm taking it that you were a little surprised at the Katie one? Yes. Okay. I was surprised that Katie was the the second Bachelorette only because um, I honestly thought that Michelle was just like the, the perfect person for the position because of how she carried herself and how sweet natured like she has such a sweet disposition she we obviously fell in love with her from the very first time she you know came out of the limo so i had a feeling if matt didn't end up with her she was going to be the next bachelor but i enjoyed katie she's refreshing she reminds me of hannah she really stood up to some bullies and the toxicity in the house which i can appreciate and that's definitely a platform that i can i can jump on so um i'm just excited to see like what's well, so because I, I, I was hearing some stuff because, first of all, early on, we had heard that Katie was going to be the next Bachelorette. And then like and then it was like, no, she's not like she came out and said she's not. And we're hearing, no, she's not going to be it. And then all of a sudden, like it was, no, wait, she is going to be. <laughs> and then I had heard about Michelle that there was going to be this twist and Michelle was going to be, they're going to have both be on. But at that point, just like Michelle said, cause Michelle was like, I was worried we were going to be together, but they're giving them both their own season. And I, I heard that cause Katie's going first. And in fact, I think she starts filming like this week, she might start filming. Cause I think that'll be on like mid to late May through June, through part of June, it takes you right into Bachelor in Paradise, which I know people want, some people were wondering if that's going to happen, which is, it is. So that'll be an interesting one. Um, but I had heard that Michelle, that they did come to Michelle about it, but she didn't want to leave her students again. And so right. I think she was asking if she could wait. And I wonder if that's when they developed this idea of having two bachelorettes with back-to-back seasons. Yeah, what happens if you meet your person, though, before you start filming? You're just not the bachelorette, or you're just, like, not allowed to talk and meet people? I know. I wonder about that, because she's waiting. Like, hers isn't going to debut until the fall. I mean, unless they shoot it pretty fast after Katie's season. But I I don't think, I don't know if they can, they have enough crew to be able to do that and Bachelor in Paradise. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But I'm excited. I think that that's a great decision. Um... And I am just—I guess I'm just ready. I think I like the, the Bachelorette more than I like the Bachelor, just because I, I'm more invested. Because all the men, you know, I like to pick out my favorite. <laughs> so um, I'm just excited for the next season. I feel like this season I'm just dragging, and I feel like I'm so exhausted. 
I know. I saw that a lot on memes too, and people just like drained after watching this season. And exact, I feel the same way. Yeah, it's been rough, but I think that we're ready for a new season. We are, and I appreciate that you um, have come on with me throughout the season to do this. I'm actually going to miss doing these updates. <laughs> I, and I will add, do it again next time when Katie's season uh, comes up in just a few months. It's crazy, like, that we're almost to April already. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't believe, I can't believe that at all. I feel like just last week it was Christmas time. That's what it feels <laughs> like to me. <laughs> and, of course, if you have feedback, anyone else has feedback on what they thought, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, so please give us your feedback, not only on our podcast, but of course, what you thought about the season and la- and, and the final episode. And oh my gosh, it's a lot. <laughs> yes, it is. Thankfully for now, it's over. Thank goodness. <laughs> we need a, a little bit of time to rest. We need a breather. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. But we will be back uh, for the next, uh, the Bachelorette. We will do um, get together again. So I look forward to doing that. Thank you all for listening, and I will talk to you guys on the next Leslie Lois Unfiltered. Thank you, Jasmine. Thank you. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.